0: Welcome back to GA Fan TV, my name is Aaron, I hope everyone is keeping wonderfully well. A lot of club action to run through this weekend of course here on the channel, of course a lot of club action happening this weekend in both uh, hurling and football, predominantly hurling action this weekend, a whole host of hurling games, looking at the uh, Leinster semi-finals, the Ulster semi-final is in there as well, Munster semi-finals, so plenty of hurling action to uh, run through today to discuss, to break down to preview and to predict of course as always on the channel and just the one football game through and through, we'll be discussing that towards the end of the video mount belly my will be taking on Pierce as that game has been refixed for uh this weekend it was supposed to take place a couple of uh, weekends ago but of course mount belly my had the uh, bit of a covid outbreak in their camp so um that game got refixed for two weeks uh two weeks later which uh, of course is this weekend so uh yeah, thanks anyone who is uh, tuning in as always. If you could leave a like and subscribe, let me know down in the comments below your predictions for some of this weekend's club games. And uh, yeah, feel free to interact with myself there on the comments in the live stream and let me know your, your different thoughts and whatnot. And just a reminder, this video or this podcast is brought to you by Declan Kirby, GA Star. Declan Kirby, GA Star, brilliant book for uh, for, for children, of course, especially at this time of the year, coming up close to Christmas, a perfect gift for your niece or nephew, of course, coming up to this uh, very busy time for Christmas. And the great news is you can purchase it online as well in the description down below. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Eason's as well. Of course, written by a uh, top-selling author and GA coach, Michael Egan. So make sure you go and uh, check that out. Big supporters of the channel, big supporters of the page as well. And they uh, they often help out as much as they can along the way. So I'd very much appreciate it if you can check it out. Declan Kirby, GA Star down in the description down below but I suppose without further ado let's crack on with the club action and um you know we're we're moving into a very busy time of the year now aren't we in the, in the in the club action and the club season previews and whatnot I mean there's definitely a lot of club action to run through a lot of big games to run through a lot of big talking points to run through and I suppose the first game really to look at is clock balacola versus kilma McCod croaks now if you do hear some noise in the uh in the background I haven't got anyone locked up there or anything like that just a bit of uh yeah, you know, a bit, a bit of construction work or whatever going on there uh, behind my house. So uh, do bear with me along with that one. But hopefully, hopefully, the um, you know you can, you can hear me all good, and we can run through these uh, these previews as normal. So Clock balacola versus Kilmauk Croaks. Um, you know, an interesting game in many ways because I suppose uh, Clock balacola having come through that uh, test of rapparees, you know, going into that game, I actually fancied rapparees originally. To get the victory, Rapparees were looking very, very good in Wexford. They were, you know, very dynamic, very attacking style of hurling. Very good at getting forward. You know, six goals, for example, in the uh, in the Wexford hurling final. They were looking very, very good, and they were looking very impressive. To be fair to them, um, you know, Clock balacola or, or Rapparees, I should say. And going into that game against Clock balacola aside from Leash, that I didn't really know a whole deal about, but by God, I certainly knew a, a good bit about them by the end of this game because. They certainly did really, really impress. And, you know, it was really in that second half when they kicked on and, and dominated. And Stephen Picky-Marr, were one of the goals of the year, you'd have to say, in that game versus Rapparees, a lovely flick lob over the, the goalkeeper. And, um, you know, a lot of county players in there as well, like Willie Dunphy. Willie Hyland looks very impressive as well. You've got Owen Doyle in in, in defence as well, who loves to do a, a tremendous job in and around there as well. So, you know, to be fair to the clock baller, they're coming into this game where, a bit of momentum, a bit of confidence after that win over Rapparees. But is this a step too far? Is this a hurdle too far? Maybe it is. You know, Kilmucut Croaks are probably, you know, probably the favorites to get to the Lancer final anyways. And they're probably top three, top four teams in the country in terms of the uh, the All-Ireland, you know, Club Senior Hurling Championship sort of overview, if you want to say that. So, you know, chemical Croaks are coming into this game in, in tremendous form. Um, Ronan Hayes, you know, is is in... You know, the form of his life at the minute, obviously getting that late goal against Nafina, carried on his form against Raharney in the last game. Five goals for Kilmocko Croaks in that game. They seem to have really kicked on since winning that, uh, you know, Dublin Dublin club final against Nafina. So they're coming into this game with a lot of confidence. And, you know, the thing about Kilmocko Croaks, while they do have a top class hurler in Ronan Hayes, You've also got Alex Considine in there, Lorca McMullen, Fergal Whiteley does a tremendous job, uh, you know, in behind that full forward line as well. So, like, Kilmock Croaks have got a lot of very, very good players in there. And, you know, Klok Balakala, they, they were going up against a Rapparee side that in some ways were kind of dead on their feet, you know, in some respects or light on their feet, maybe I should say, having not played a game since September. You know, their, their style of hurling would have been a lot more suited to summer Rapparees as opposed to winter chemical croaks have shown that they can mix it in both and they obviously looked uh, very good the last time out against rohani and coming in with a lot of momentum themselves so it will be interesting i'd imagine the big focus for Kim McHood's defense will certainly be on stephen picky mar and trying to limit his influence in around that full forward position uh be interesting to see who picks him up in that defensive line and i suppose on the flip side of things could we see Alan Doyle? Picking up uh, Ronan Hayes, I mean that would be interesting as well. I thought, rap- or I thought, clock Balakala did a very, very good jo- job defensively against rapparees last time around. But albeit rapparees as I said before, were a little bit flat coming into that game um, with not having played in quite a long time. So I'm going to go with Kumiko croaks to, to get the victory here. I think they'll have enough. I think they'll win it by six points. I think they're coming in with a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence um and you know they'll certainly not come into this game flat in my opinion like Rapparees did they've obviously been playing consistently and I think for clock balacola this is probably a bit of a step up in terms of some of the teams they would have already played but look with club championships you know you could be wrong you could be proved wrong in an instant um a lot of the time we are we are proved wrong with a lot of these games so um yeah I'm gonna go with kumulka croaks there to get the victory by six points um, but long and behold, it could be uh, it could be an interesting one. You've got then St. Rhiners of Offaly going up against uh, Ballyhale Shamrocks. Um, I mean, this is an intriguing one because, to be fair to uh, you know to, to Ballyhale Shamrocks, they weren't exactly brilliant. They didn't exactly shoot the lights out against Mount Leinster Rangers. They won that game by a scoreline of twenty two points to sixteen. The last game in the uh, in the Leinster Club hurling championship that, that of course was at the weekend. Um, so, you know, they didn't exactly shoot the lights out and they had a tough test against O'Loughlin Gales as well um, in the Kilkenny final. And look, we know the talent that Hale have. I've said it on a numerous uh, times before in terms of TJ Reid and Owen Cody. And, you know, he got experienced hurlers in there of Colin Fenley and-, and Joey Holden. And of course, a young Evan Shefflin, you know, what a name to have there coming through the, the ranks as well. So like Hale are going to be there, thereabouts. And I think for St. Rhino's, Whilst I'm, you know, not the most experienced man to speak about Offaly hurling, you know, three in a row in, in Offaly is certainly, you know, not an easy thing, and I'm sure they will take a bit of confidence. They would have been watching uh, in the wings and in many ways in in that game versus Mount Leinster Rangers, and they certainly would have took some confidence from from how they performed Mount Leinster Rangers. And you know, on another day, maybe Mount Leinster Rangers could have came through that game. So I don't think St. Roiners will fear Ballyhale. You know, maybe the fear factor for Ballyhale isn't quite there yet. And the worrying part is, I suppose, for a lot of a lot of other counties that Ballyhale have looked impressive. But there's still another gear that they can go up on. There's still another level that I think they can get to. And I think that will be the worry for teams like St. Ryan's, like Kilmercook Croaks and like some of the sides maybe coming through uh, Munster as well. So, you know, as I said before, we know what Ballyhale have and St. Ryan probably going under the radar like some of their top performers the last day out when they beat Cool Derry and won the uh, awfully senior hurling championship for a third year in a row. Aidan Tracy, Stephen Quirk, Luke O'Connor were all very impressive that day. So, you know, there isn't any real notable uh, inter-county stars that I can see on that St. Ryan's side. Certainly no players that would stand out for me. So um, you would have to surely fancy Ballyhale to come through this. They've had a tough test in O'Loughlin Gales. They had a tough test in Mount Leinster Rangers. And, like, let's not get it mistaken. Like, O'Lachlan Gale's very good side in Kilkenny. Um, you know, Kilkenny-Hurland, probably, you know, the most competitive, maybe the best hurling championship there is out there. Um, you know, Mount Leinster Rangers are a great side in Carlow. It wasn't too long ago that they, of course, came through uh, Leinster themselves. So, you know, Mount Leinster Rangers are certainly no mugs. So I think Ballyhale are going to click in this game. They're going to win it quite comfortably, in my opinion. I could be, you know, entirely wrong. And it could certainly be made to, to eat my words, but I'm gonna go with uh, with Ballyhale Shamrocks to get the victory. I suppose we'll move on to the Munster semi-finals, and you've got two uh, you've got two crunch games here. And the game I'm going to be most interested in game taking place on TG Cahir on Sunday. Ballygunner versus Lockmore Castellini. Bally Ballygunner coming into this game with um, I mean a huge amount of energy, a huge amount of momentum following on from that demolition job over Ballya in the quarterfinals they absolutely tore them to the sword they ripped them to shreds as i said before in my review when that game took place if it had been a boxer match it would have been stopped after a couple of minutes the referee would have thrown in the tell you know the, the opposition corner would have thrown in the tell because bally gunner you know it looked night and day it looked like men against boys and that's not to discredit baliae in any way whatsoever coming through claire is no mean feat and especially when you don't have your star man and tony kelly it's always going to be tough, and Ballygunner just showed that they're levels above, and when you look at some of the players on Ballygunner's side, you know, Desi Hutchinson, Peter Hogan, Porrick Mahney, Mikey O'Mahney, these kind of lads, like they have a tremendous and, I suppose, a real sort of, you know, overwhelming amount of intercounty stars in their team, and you look at the dominance of Waterford, or not the dominance of Water- Waterford, but I suppose the um, the improvement of Waterford in the past couple of seasons, They've looked really, really good, haven't they? You know, getting to an All Ireland final there two years ago, getting to an All Ireland semi final. So Waterford, are tremendous. You know, they're on the rise in hurling. They might be even number two to a Limerick at the minute in terms of the uh, the All Ireland hurling picture. And I think Ballygunner will benefit quite a lot from that. Um, you know, and, and the energy and the pace that they paid that they played with in that game versus Ballyea, in my opinion, was frightening. And I don't see how Lockmore are going to deal with it because. You know, Ballygunner had a bit of a long layoff coming into that game, but they look so fresh. It looked like they'd been playing, you know, weeks previous. And I think they have a clear goal, a clear vision. Look, they need to get through Munster. They have the players to do so. You know, we know the talent that they have, as I said before, uh, the energy that they play with, the pressing high up the pitch that I think is very, very impressive as well. Um, And I think for a lot more, you know, more of a traditional hurling team, more of a traditional uh, dual club in many ways and uh, you know every week we're speaking about Lockmore Castellini because of how well they've done in both football and hurling, and I think that's a, a massive massive credit to them but I think maybe this is where the story ends I think this is maybe where Bally going end the story because uh, look you have to give Lockmore Castellini so much credit for being in this position you know the fact that they are playing week in week out and you know they even went to extra time in the, in the football uh, championship last weekend against Aero Guinness and you thought maybe they were going to put it off and, and maybe do the, the impossible again. But, you know, if they're coming up against a Middleton or a Kilmalik, maybe it's a, you know, they might have an opportunity there. But they're coming up against such a tough, tough Ballygunner side. Very good Ballygunner team. Pacey, attacking-wise, they have the goals. They have the midfielders. You know, very experienced goalkeeper in Stephen O'Keefe. I just don't see anything other than a Ballygunner win. But if we've learned anything from Lockmore Castellani in the past couple of weeks, in the past couple of months is that they do not lie down. They stay with you until the final 70 minutes. And, um, you know, maybe to use a, another boxing analogy, they're a very, you know, they, they that would be a hard boxer to finish. That'd be one of them that's going to stick with you for the 12 rounds or, or whatever it is. And Lockmore, Castellani are definitely not a team that sticks with you until the final 70 minutes. And they're the type of team that gets better as the game goes on as well. They improve as the game goes on and they make adjustments in games. I think their management has done very well as well in terms of substitutions. They know when to bring players like Brian McGrawn and whatnot to uh, to make a bit of an impact. But I think Ballygunner will have enough here. I think they'll win it by four points. Um, I think it will be close to going down the home stretch, and then I think Ballygunner will maybe pull away. Maybe it will go to extra time again. Who knows? But I think yeah, uh, I think Ballygunner will surely have enough to uh, to to win this game in my opinion. Middleton versus Kilmalik is uh, the other game that's taken place in Munster in the Munster semi-finals. And, um, you know, for, for Kilmalik, it's been, a, you know, quite a story for them, of course, obviously coming through the, um, you know, the, the Munster Hurling Championship or coming through the Limerick Hurling Championship, getting that win over Patrick's Well, a Patrick's Well side that were very well fancied to get the victory that day. You know, when you look at, you know, for, for those who don't know, some of the the players in the Patrick Swell team include the likes of Keane Lynch, Aaron Glan, his brother Jason Glan, Dermot Burns in there as well. You know, so Kilmallock have a, or, or Patrick Swell have a whole host of very well known intercounty stars. And Kilmallock turned them over. They were underdogs going into that game and they got the better of them. They got the victory and a huge win, their first uh, Munster hurling or their first Limerick hurling championship in, in quite a couple of years. So for them to get that victory and get that win, you know, speaks that they are a very good side. And, and maybe in, in some ways it's an interesting one with Kilmallock because they don't have the intercounty stars. You know, you think of a side coming through Limerick, maybe might have those inter-county stars. They don't necessarily have that. Graham O'Kahy is, is one player who, in particular, would stand out. Ushino O'Reilly and, and Aaron Costello have done very well for Kilmalik in, in the recent couple of weeks as well. But they're certainly not a, you know, they're not blessed with a huge amount of intercounty stars, which, you know, would lead you to believe that maybe, you know, maybe they're going under the radar a little bit and maybe they might be better than what people expect expect because, you know, a a lot of those players would have been playing together throughout the league campaign. A lot of those players would have been, you know, consistently playing throughout the championship. They know how to get the best out of each other. The management knows them pretty well as well. So, um, you know, they're they're coming into this game with a lot of confidence. They They will have been waiting in the wings for a while though. There has been a bit of a layoff. You know, about a seven-week layoff, I believe, since their uh, their last game in the Munster Hurling uh, Mun- or in the, in the Limerick Hurling Championship. So they would have been waiting in the wings for a while. And Middleton coming in from Cork, you know, uh, you know, Middleton are a good team. Like, Middleton are a very, very good team. They they got the better of Glen Rovers uh, in that final. Connor Lahan is absolutely shooting the lights out for Middleton at the minute. Um, and whilst, you know, they were coming up against the side, Glen Rovers, which... Are probably a little bit over reliant on, on Patrick Horgan, but Middleton have a whole host of, of players there that can really get the job done. They seem like more of a whilst they, you know, whilst Conor Lahan is certainly their standout man and their main player and their marquee player, you'd have to say Ross O'Regan and, and Sean O'Mara have contributed as well. And to get that victory over Glenn Rovers to come through. The semi-finals in the way that they did as well. They're looking good. They're looking very impressive, and I think maybe they're going a little bit under the radar, in my opinion. And that's why I feel like Middleton might just pull off the victory here. I think they'll be coming in a little bit fresher, from what I've seen from from watching a little bit of the Limerick Curling Championship and watching some highlights and whatnot. Middleton just look a little bit fresher. They look a little bit sharper, and I think that 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 might be the the punish, um, the punishment for for Kilmalik, um, you know. Could be horribly wrong. We've seen with club championships before. Very hard to call. Very hard to predict. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't have seen... It's not like I'm watching these two week in, week out. But if I was going to give a prediction, if I was going to put my, put my neck on the line, which I always do when I make these channels, I'd go with Middleton to win after extra time. Uh, I think they will have enough. I do think, ultimately, Bally Gunner should have enough to come through Munster um, in total. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that it will be... Uh, it will be Middleton who will who will have enough there to come true, in my opinion. We'll move on to Ulster. Ulster Senior Hurling Championship taking place this weekend. Slot Neil, do um, You know, a repeat, I suppose, of the 2019 uh, Ulster Final, which, of course, um, was won by Slot Neil. They won that score, won that by a scoreline of, uh, of 115 to 110. I'm just going to take a sip of water here, actually. So, yeah, Slot won that game by a scoreline of 115 to 110. And, um, you know, Slot are one of those sides that always seem to come under the radar a little bit in uh, in Ulster hurling and also in the All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship. I think maybe because they come from Ulster, they kind of go under the radar. And, and there's been times where they've caught, you know, big teams like Bally Hale and, and some other teams along the way as well. Very big dual club, as a lot of people would probably already know, with Chrissy McCaig and Brendan Rogers, some of the McGuigans in there as well. And Chris Cassidy, who's a very good hurler. So they have a very good uh, mix of both footballers and hurlers in there. And maybe getting knocked out of the football championship by Waddy Grahams Glenn will have maybe refocused them. They'll have had their focus on this game for a while. They'll have known that this game has been coming for quite a while as well. Um, and they'll be coming into this with, you know, a, a bit of confidence. You know, nine in a row champions in uh, in Derry, which I think is, is very, very impressive. They're a very experienced team, a veteran team. You know, I was I was listening to what Brendan Rogers said uh, during the week. You know, and he was giving an interview on BBC, and he was basically saying that look, they their team is getting older in many ways. They they you know they have a couple of players on, on who are getting over thirty, but they have a very experienced side, and they've been there, they've done it, they've come through Derry a number of times, they've come through Ulster a number of times, and they certainly will have their eye most definitely on the All Ireland, in my opinion. Um they'll obviously want to come through this game Look, Dun are a very good side as well, and we've seen the rise of Antrim hurling in the in the past couple of um couple of years and and that is certainly one thing to watch out for, but I think slot Neil coming into this game, you know a lot of confidence, obviously having won nine in a row, and as I said before, with someone with Chrissy McCaig in there and and some of the other lads, they're definitely a team to watch out for. they're definitely a team to watch out for, and you would expect that the winner of this game would probably come through Ulster. With all due respect, it's it's Ballycran of Down who are actually waiting in the final, and I wouldn't know a whole deal about them. in all honesty, uh, to be perfectly honest, but you would feel that the winner of this game will probably go on and, and win Ulster because usually it is the side from Derry or Antrim who goes on to win the Ulster Senior Hurler Championship. Speaking of Dun- Donegal, though, like as a you can't sleep on them in, in my opinion, and they're you know in some people's eyes they're probably going in maybe as the uh, as the favourites there. You know, a Conal Cunning. Sean Elliott, Paul Shields is a notable inter-county star from, from the Antrim Hurlers that a lot of people would know of. Keelan Malloy has looked uh, very impressive in there as well. You know, they're probably the younger team. They're probably the fresher team. They're probably coming into that with a little bit, um, you know, a little bit more confidence. Um but it's a, it is a hard one to call and it's probably one of those games that realistically I can't really predict because um you know I'd be lying if I told you I've watched a lot of Slot neil and Dunloy in, in in Ulster down the years. I did see that game in, in twenty nineteen and Slot neil just comfortably won that game and were by far the better side. But Dunloy have certainly kicked on another level since then. Maybe you could argue that Slot neil are getting a little bit older, and maybe Dunloy might be able to catch Slot neil but it is a tough one to call. You know, if I had to put my neck on the line, I'd probably go with the experience of Slot Neal because I've, I've been there and seen them do it. You know, I've seen them win those games. I've seen them come through these games. Um, whereas Dunloy, still, you know, they, they still need to kick on maybe a little bit more. So I'm going to go with Slot Neal to win it by a point. It is a tough one to call. It is a hard one to call. And um, look, it'll be, it'll be one of those games that I'm looking forward to, to watching, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, slot I think slot Neil will, will just about have enough uh, in, in my opinion there. I think their experience will be the, the big difference, um, in my opinion. But we'll move on and we'll discuss uh, the only football game actually of the weekend. Mount Belly My Locker taking on Podrick Pierces. Um yeah, I mean this game was obviously supposed to be two weeks ago. I even previewed the game two weeks ago in, in my preview show and then the game was uh, postponed due to a COVID outbreak within the Mount Belly Moiloc squad. I'm not too sure the whole ins and outs of, of, you know, whether players might be missing for this game or, you know, whether the team has has got full training in or or what the kind of circumstances are centred around that. But, um, you know, we've seen obviously before with uh, these outbreaks and different squads, they can have damning effects and teams might need to pull out of championships or, uh, you know, it doesn't make a difference at all. Look at Tyrone, for example, in the All Ireland semi-final, who, uh, who, who, Be Kerry, of course. So it's one of them where you just, you just don't know the, the ins and outs, and you don't know how serious it is amongst players and and whatnot. And hopefully, anyways, Moylock and Field, their strongest team, they have their best players on the pitch. Because I do think sometimes when you know this disease kind of inter interferes and and I suppose prevents teams from playing their best teams, it kind of ruins the the whole integrity of of the competition in many ways. So hopefully hopefully Mount Belly Moylock have a have a full squad there to choose from. Um, but in terms of the game itself, like it's it is a tricky game for Mount Belly Moylock. It's a bit of a banana skin, a bit of a tough test. Um, and especially considering what I said before the outbreak within their team, they're gonna come into this with probably a little bit um maybe a little bit flat, you know, I'm not too sure how well they would have been training over the past couple of weeks. The good news for them is that Podrick Pierce's have had a long time to wait as well for this game. You know, a, good, a long time ago that they came through the um, the Roscommon Senior Football Championship. They've been waiting in the wings for this game for quite a while. Um, I suppose the battle of the dailies in there. You know, you have the dailies of, of Podrick Pierces, and then obviously you have the likes of Michael Daly in there for Mountpellier Mylock, Conor Daly in for uh, for Padraig Pierce's. Obviously, no relation between the both of them, I don't think. But um, Daly is just a, it is a popular second name to have, I suppose. But for Mount Belly, my Lock, like we've seen the talent that they have when they came through Corofin of Owen Finerty, uh, Joseph Kelly in there as well. So like they they're a very very well rounded side. Their midfield of Colin Barrett in there is is very impressive. So for me they they have the talent. Or Colin Ryan, I should say, a back and, and Shane Barrett in midfield. Mix them names up sometimes, but you know they they have the players in there for for me to come through this. I think Padraig Pierce's will make it difficult though. I think it'll be low scoring. I doubt this game will be highly entertaining. I think it'll be a bit of a, a bit of a dogfight, a bit of a slugfest fest in many ways. And I think Mount Belly Moylock will just have to outwork Podrick Pierce's, outfight them. I can imagine Podrick Pierces would set up quite defensively and try and lure Mount Belly onto them and, and then hit them on the break because that's what they've done in the final versus Clan de Gale And I don't expect them to do any different in this game. But I would expect Mount Belly to, to have enough. It's a tough one to call because again we don't know the extent of the uh of the COVID outbreak within the Mount Belly Mile Oxide. We don't know what players are missing, injured, or you know, not gonna play or whether they've trained or not. But you know, if it was a full strength Mount Belly Mile Oxide, I'd go with them to win it by two or three. I think they just about have enough to squeeze through it. Um, but as we've seen before, you know, these games can be very, very close and you only have to look at the Knockmore Turless Strand game to, to know how close that was was only two points in that and Turles Tran were very very close to uh to pull it off the shock there so yeah I think Mount Belly Moilock will, will just about get enough uh out of themselves here to win this game by two points but for Patrick Pierce's, they are a team going under the radar a little bit you know they did make the uh the Connick final the last time around two years ago and they have been building, and a lot of those teams that come through Roscommon tend to do quite well. It was only you know six or seven years ago that St. Bridget's went all the way and, and won the All Ireland. So you know you can't discount Patrick Pierce's, but I'm going to go with Mount Belly Moylock to uh, to grind out a two point victory uh, in this game. But um, but yeah, I suppose that that very much wraps it up. Running through the uh, the club action for this weekend in both hurling and football. Let me know some of your predictions in the uh, in the comments down below. Let me know some of your Picks, of course, as well, and uh, yeah, a very exciting action. Very a lot, a lot of very exciting action happening this weekend. So stay tuned for more videos. Uh, there won't be any match reactions, live match reactions, out this weekend as uh, I'm going away to Liverpool for the weekend. So I won't be uh, I won't be around to to do any reactions. But there will be a show, of course, coming out Monday as always. And um, we're going to be starting our season previews now as well for the 2022 intercounty season. So we're going to be getting a whole host of Fans from Donegal, Mayo, Galway, Dublin, Derry, Down, you know, we're going to be getting fans from all across the country, journalists, ex-players, whatnot, to come on, preview their county ahead of the upcoming 2022 inter-county season, and I recorded the first one last night with Patrick Sharkey of the G.A. Zone podcast, passionate Donegal fans, so we're going to be discussing all things Donegal tomorrow on the show, so make sure you uh, tune in for that one, uh, full one-hour preview of uh, Donegal moving into the 2022 inter-county season. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to be recording my thoughts on the All-Stars as well that, of course, were announced today. So that'll be out um, a little bit later today. Certainly so some interesting choices in there in terms of the uh, of the 2020 uh, the 2021 All-Stars and Hurling. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for more videos. Make sure to check out Declan Kirby, GA Star, in the description down below. Great uh, sponsors of the channel, sponsors of the page. Great uh, present to get a niece or a nephew coming up to uh, Christmas, of course, as well, and also great for children to get involved in the GA and a brilliant, uh, you know, piece of education and GA combines the both. What more could uh, what more could you want there? So stay tuned for all that. Stay tuned for more previews, more videos coming soon. My name is Aaron, and I will see you all in the next one.